0: Hey guys, Rasmus is feeling a little bit under the weather. He just got his test back and it's not corona thankfully, but that means that I'm sitting here all by my lonesome. No worries though, this time you will get to listen to an interview we did with Ollie Banks, head brewer at Stiegbergs Bryggeri in Gothenburg, just before Christmas. The episode was actually so long that we had to divide it into three. The parts will be released today, tomorrow and the day after tomorrow, so keep your ears peeled. And off we go. Enjoy. Hey, guys, and
1: welcome back to the Beer Bubbles podcast. I'm always, of course, joined by Cece. I'm here, as always. <laughs> <laughs> always. And we are somewhere in Gothenburg right now with a guest. Welcome and introduce yourself.
2: Oh, hello, everyone. My name is Ollie uh, and I'm the head brewer for Stig Bay's Briggery in Gothenburg, which is where we are now, in our taproom, about to have some beers.
0: So, Ollie tell us a bit about yourself. Where are you from, and how did you end up in this rainy... I hate to say it, but it's the capital of beer in Sweden. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, I'm originally
2: from Huddersfield, West Yorkshire, uh, in the north of England, I have spent time working at Magic Rock, which is from Huddersfield, and Beaver Town in London. It's where I spent a lot of my time, and then, I mean, where I, where I'm from is actually, I checked it, I looked into it. It is more rainy than Gothenburg, so when I moved here, it w- it doesn't seem so bad. It was an upgrade. It was an upgrade, but the the lack of daylight hours in the winter is one thing I'm I have been struggling with. But yeah, so I've done some English-based stuff, and now I'm here to do some Swedish-based stuff.
1: <laughs> you know that Swedish people struggle with the the light in the winter as well, so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nothing you're getting used to.
0: <laughs> no, but at least it's nice in the summer, though, isn't it, when you get them 20-odd-hour days. Yeah. It's gorgeous outside, and you can um, have... We actually, in the YouTube clip, we tried the uh, iconic. iconic 3.5% ACIPA, really, really lovely stuff. That's a summer drink. Yes, thank you. well, thank you. I'm
2: glad you liked it. And I mean, m- more and more, especially well, I, the more I've been in this industry, I, I can I, there's a a definite prevalence of alcoholism as well. So it's quite nice, but we all we all enjoy drinking. So it's just quite nice making something that also feels a bit safer. To be honest, because I was, I, you know, I want to drink a lot, but I just don't want to drink. Be piling back eight
0: percent IPAs. I want to drink something nice. You'll end up with a short night at least. Well, yeah, if I knew how to stop. <laughs> <laughs> but how come you ended up in Sweden?
2: Funnily enough, it was when I was in London, I can't exactly remember how it happened, but like, so you know Spendrups. Yep. Hedda Spendrups, the daughter of the family, ended up living on my sofa for about two months. <laughs> and so as a result, whenever we had did events in Beaver Town, Spenderups was our importer. Mm. So... We'd always go on events and because she was is a close friend of mine, BB Town would always send me, so I'd be going to Sweden a couple of times a year and then kind of got into the country a lot and like I kinda got sick of London because like you don't earn that much and it's so expensive to live there and then suddenly this job popped up, got in contact and it was like, Oh god, I can I can actually have a standard of living where I'm not like constantly scrabbling for money every Yeah, that was kind of the reason that I took the plunge. But I mean I've I've honestly best decision I've made (laughs) and <laughs> Gothenburg not Stockholm yeah Gothenburg over Stockholm sorry I'm a big big fan of the
1: old of the Glens <laughs> <laughs> I promised myself that I would never move to Stockholm before I moved there oh. and now I'm stuck <laughs> <laughs> I think it was
2: a bit like Stockholm was, is basically the London of Sweden and I got I don't dislike London but I had my fill for that time so I want to go to like the second city you know the, the, well, I want a city vibe but I still want to chill so, and that's what I do think you get off Gof- uh, from Gothenburg and Sweden in general. I love how you can be in a huge city, yet literally walk 20 minutes in any direction, and you're in forest. It's such a luxury that until you've
0: had it, you don't realize that you can't live without it. <laughs> oh, it's, that is nice. We're not sitting in the best or in the nicest area right now. Oh, it's a bit dodgy around here. Well, breweries tend to end up in industrial sites. Because rent is low, and you get lots of space for the rent.
2: Yes, of course. I mean, look, actually, this area is being um, so. We're in Gamla Staden in Gothenburg, and this area is getting a lot of development. They're, they're trying to make it like a new center of town kind of thing. I mean, there's like there's a lovely little winery just over the water, like five minute walk from here, that a wine mechanics that is making deadly wine, and they're trying to like push more of that kind of stuff as well. as Spike breweries just around the corner. So this area is getting nicer, which is also nice. It's a bit of a shithole at the
0: moment, but maybe in five years. But you've also uh, started a new brewery in Ringern. In Ringern, just next to Vega. Yeah, it's like lots of breweries out there as well.
2: Yeah, there. I mean, I think all within about a kilometer of each other. Less there's Mordagans, Vega, us our new spot, which is going to be our, our like proper bar and tap room as well, and oh. So I think I, mean, I think there's plans even to have like a, a bit of a beer bus kind of thing going to all the breweries across the, on the other side of the water. I mean, I guess it's another part that they're they're trying to get developed and make something of it, which is pretty cool.
0: But here you do more more of the clean stuff. Over there yeah. you're going to do more of a odd barrel aging in with different kind of yeast. The funky stuff. <laughs>
2: the funky, yeah. I mean, it's a smaller brew house, so. Smaller batches. I mean, like here, because our batches are quite big, we can't really... Also, I just realized we've been talking without drinking. This seems oh, evil. We've got to try a beer. Let's have, let's start with Pilsner. Yeah. A cheeky folk Pilsner huh? to keep it going. And then I promise... Oh, no, we've got some more folk. But I'm a, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm, a, I'm a fiend for the folk. Sorry. An so
1: episode where beer bubbles does not get intoxicated. <laughs> oh, there's not Barrel-Aged Stout coming as well, so I wouldn't worry about that. Okay. Too
2: intoxicated. So just,
0: this is called Pils only, or... This is just Pils... A classic... Pilsner.
2: Uh german style pilsner and yeah 3.5 folk we sell this out of our original old brewery okay at gamla gotten at stig toilet. we have a little Folkerl kiosk so basically just trying to keep a nice array of different beers you know we have a lot of hazy stuff in that but also pilsner and some the bottles of interesting stuff as well we'll get to that those later but
0: let's try it scroll. well cheers that is good Quite multiple it does have a nice hoppiness to it, like in dry aftertaste.
2: Mm. I have to say, we're very lucky to work with uh, Lucas. If you ever met Lucas Monroy, I have to say he's been in the game over here longer than almost anyone I think in Gothenburg, and he has very, he's very good at his classic beer styles ironically he's been he spent the last up until recently he spent the last two odd years making nothing but new england ipas which not that he hated it but it was just kind of like a, this isn't what i want to do so now he's he's heading up our ringer brewery to do the fun stuff because my preference is like kind of production brewing uh, i like doing the fun stuff as well do not get me wrong but i get really more excited over efficiencies and like tinkering and bits <laughs>
0: Cutting, cutting corners in the right way.
2: And cutting corners in the right way. You know, I get really excited when we were running the Centrifuge and it's like, this is our newest high score. Like, we've just got more beer from this batch than we ever have before. And all, the other, all, my, all my brothers are just like, you're so weird. Like, but, you know, you need someone to be interested in that.
1: But we've been talking about trends quite a bit with all the people we've been interviewing. And you seem to talk a lot about Folk Girl. Mm. Do you think that's the next like big, big trend that's coming? So from what I've personally seen is that
2: like the trends that Europe definitely take on are always ones that have started in America, like with the big big pastry stouts, the super-fruited super sours, hazy IPAs, West Coast IPAs. The only problem I see there is that, I mean, from speaking to friends uh, over in the States, um, whenever we go over there to collabs and festivals, is that Low alcohol beer is just not a preference to the market there. So, I think if it started over there, then I, you'd see a boom in Europe because it's not like low alcohol beer is a new thing. Like, England has been doing it for ever, but it only really appeals to apparently English people. And I'd love it to be the next thing because there are some bloody amazing Fog Curls. And also, I think, like, in this country where Fog Curl is the only beer that you can sell out of house, I feel like. A lot of people have put a a lot of effort into making a really tasty, low-alcohol beer, where some people are just making it low enough so you can buy it.
0: Yeah, but in Stockholm, we have a few uh, Folk stores as Mm. well. I think there was one opening up and closing down again here in in Gothenburg.
2: Yeah, the the Hill shop here, I think it was more due to, because they they kept running into issues with, like... Uh, they weren't selling f- enough food, or something, and they couldn't be a fo- you know it couldn't just be falkeh. They had to be Folkirl and other bits, and they weren't selling enough of the other bits. Which it's like we're a falkeh shop. We should be allowed to just sell falkeh. I think is it Ali that does Falcon Friends in uh, Ali does Falcon Friends,
0: yeah. and then you have um, Bottle Shop where uh, you one who was in the last podcast, yeah, and he
1: does. Uh, he has a laundromat, Matt. so you can do your laundry having a kinekebrød pizza. Ooh. A hot bread pizza and a falco at the same time. What are you doing in laundry?
0: You can actually buy a package, two beers, a pizza, and a laundry time. Oi oi, <laughs> which is kind of cool. You would love that. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to move to Stockholm now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: I'm here. I'm staying here. <laughs> I mean, I think that does sound like a bit of me, but the most bit of me ever I've come across was when we do. So every year we go to Portland to do our hop selection and came across uh, this place called Guardian Games, basically a big ass warehouse of all nerdy shit. (laughs) And they had a room where you could like rent Warhammer armies. I will not lie and say that I'm not. That's not my thing because that totally is my thing. And then they had a bar, which was only local craft breweries. And Portland, Oregon, as well, for those who don't know, is like... That's massive. That's the mecca of craft beer, I think, in the world. It's got some of the best beers I've ever had. And, like, irritatingly, there was even a brewery there called Freem. Because I I had this opinion, like, Americans can't make classic German beer. There's no American brewery that can do a good Pilsner. Then I had Freem Pilsner. I was like... Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. This it's, is delicious. I had just
0: the same experience when I went to Denver. Mm. And every brewer told me to go to Biestadt Lager House Because that's where they went when they were off. And I said, like, why? Because they got the best seven-minute pour in the world. And the best beer I had in Denver, which is kind of the IPA make of the world, mm. the best beer I had was a lager. <sighs> it was amazing. And they had a smoked beer. They had a Dunkel. They had a Weiss beer. It, All it, of them, like. Really top-notch. The beer stad is, that's the one where they come in the really, like the footed glass with a really tall, long, oh, that's on my bucket list beers. <laughs> you've got to go there. And while you're in Denver, you've got to go to Hogshead as well. An English guy who moved over nine years <gasps> ago who used to work at Timmy Taylor's.
2: Oh, Timothy Taylor's. Yep. Okay. Sold. Sold. <laughs> I will do it. He I- only does real ales. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, I was a bit, a bit like also in Portland. They had this uh, English-themed pub, uh, our friend Barnaby, he the the old head brewer for Three Floyds. He works with us a bit, kind of on the state side. Mm-hmm. Um, he took us to this, what he called it, an English pub, and I was like, oi, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> okay. And, again, actually, they had so many Cascales on, and I was like, are you going to pour that with or without a sparkler? And the guy... Well, it's lively enough that it doesn't need a sparkler. It's like, oh, good answer. You do know your shit. <laughs> but I'm northern, so it, in England, depending on where you're from, sparkler on. Where, I, where I'm from... Sparkler
0: on s- up north and in Scotland, and mm-hmm. sparkler off if you go down south. Because have you have no standards. Because if you've got any head on the beer south of England, it's not full. No. It's bloody, you're supposed to have two, a thumb, well, maybe not my thumb because
2: it's a little small, but like a good thumb of head, and they want it like with a little wispy line. No, you need <laughs> head on your beer. Foam is nice.
0: <laughs> Let's go to something a bit more serious. Covid's hit the world big time, hit Sweden. And how does that affect you guys? Uh, we, a little bit kind of
2: up and down. Like, we had definitely a, a period where I was like, shit, fuck. We, we you know, we, we're trying to... I mean, after having... I mean, this brewery is only two years old, so obviously we've already been a bit of a financial down to try and build up and yeah so in a bit of a you know tight spot anyways when covid happened and our all our bar and export sales just stopped and it isn't our main selling platform so we were a bit like shit shit like if this had happened any other time the plan would have been you know what we just tank you know we any money we have just keep everyone employed keep ticking over and whatnot. But like it was a bit hard. But fortunately, after about a month of the t- a hard period, system sales spiked so we could justify everyone being working fully and we've not had to have any layoffs or anything, which has been like the biggest load off my mind, because we've got so many fantastic, amazing people who work
0: here that losing any of them would have been heartbreaking. I understand. It's like it, it's taken a toll on the business, but since systemolog is selling quite a lot, or actually selling more than ever. Mm. Uh, it's a bit easier for you guys in the brewing side of it. So we're going to try another beer. You, if you open it, I'll. Kaffiraben. I'll... Ah, is it's, it's, it's a now sour like? beer with coffee, isn't it? Uh, oh, it is. <laughs> Panud is kind of an iconic coffee roaster here in Gothenburg.
2: Oh, he is. I mean, deadly good at coffee. I've I very luckily live just around the corner from the roastery, so I spend a lot of times just give him a quick call and be like. Hey, Pear, are you in? I'm going to pick up some beans. So this is actually another, <laughs> I promise we'll get to strong stuff, but this is another Lettel. Mm. It's 2.2, point, two point, two. Two point two. yeah. So, but this was just, it's a, a Berliner Weiss kind of beer um, with coffee to make something a bit more fruity. We went for like a really lightly roasted, super fruity coffee, and it kind of is, it, it's another beer I always like to show off to people because whenever you hear Stig Bay, it's you just think New England IPA, Hazy stuff. Amazing haze. West West Coast. uh,
0: Mawson and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. So this is like beer that is like, you know, we do other things. Yeah. So uh, it's one I always like to bring out. We're just doing another. We've just done another collab with him uh, where we actually took another sour, low alcohol again. But it was with Cascara, you know, the coffee cherries before they've been roasted. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had some cans here, but they're all at the other brewery. But, oh, that's amazing. Honestly.
0: Let's try it. Cheers. Cheers. Go on. It's a mindfuck. Sorry. Because <laughs> it, it's sour, but it's not sour in a way coffee can be sour when, you, when mm. it's like over-roasted or, or it's been standing too long. It's, it's just a fresh sourness. It's lovely. And the coffee stays behind for quite a bit.
2: Yeah, it, it's almost like having a cold, a slightly sour cold brew. I was, I was chuffed with, with how this came out. And like I've got to say, it's not a beer I think that will appeal to everyone, but that's like kind of the whole point of the Ringern beers is that they're supposedly small one-off batches that you might go oh okay that was <laughs> that was that happened or you might go what is this i want more and and some people
1: go that is not my thing at all no and everyone's entitled to their own opinion that's fine but actually
0: that is very much my thing <laughs> <laughs> i must say uh, i like it a lot but i can understand if people don't but that's just better because then i can have more Yes. Yeah, it will be more for me. Mm. I mean, it's I don't know, it's just it's just something weird, fun, and I do
2: love it. And I don't know if we're going to make another batch because the first batch just wasn't really... I mean, at the Folkos kiosk we opened, it was like for every three cases of Hazy IPA we sold, we'd sell a single bottle of this, which is understandable because people willing to try it, and we even let people... We opened a few bottles for people when they were buying to have a sip, and they will be like, oh, no, or, oh, weird. I'm going to buy one for my friend. Pair is the only coffee roaster we work with. One, he's he's really close, and he's so good when it comes to, like, trouble sleep. Our core range Imperial start with coffee. Every batch, he comes over and tastes the beer before we have the coffee and goes, oh, I know which one goes in this. So the coffee's actually a little different every time because as much as we try to keep the batch the same each time, he's always like, I know the right thing for this batch. And then the same with the gouge away we just did with a collab with sudden death. I just said like, look, we want a really fruity coffee, and he he sent me about fifty, and we did a lo- long cupping session with the which I always think is weird. Coffee roasters call it cupping; it sounds overtly sexual. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a cupping session with. Like, it's always quite nice, especially when you you know you got friends over, you want to do something fun for a collab. Having to be able to go okay. Rather than just say, let's do it with coffee, like, okay, which of these 50 coffees do you want to use? (laughs) And it's, there was a lot of, not arguments, but a lot of disagreement on which one was the best and which one wanted because it's a hazelnut stout. So, like, oh, let's go for hazelnut. I was like, well, we've already got hazelnut. We don't want to put more hazelnut. we want to get a bit more in there. Um, And we ended up going for this Ethiopian super blackberry-y coffee that was fantastic, over-ordered the beans a little bit so I could take some home. Of
0: course you did. <laughs> Just a little you bit. You have to. <laughs> Steve Barrett. we talked about the hazy. That's mm-hmm. your core thing. Hazy IPAs has been a trend, but now it's more of a, I'd say, a common thing. It's the new lager. What, in like the 60s, 70s? really took off, and then
2: suddenly it was like there was no other beer style. It was lager or nothing. And like Hazy IPA has, I think, now become... Because, I mean, people keep saying about, as you ask, beer trends, like the hazy IPA trend, what's the next one? And I feel like the hazy IPA isn't so much of a trend as it is almost a, the new statement. Like, that is, you know, you. I, I can't think of a single brewery now that doesn't, if you're not a bit like us or other breweries that are very heavy, hazy IPA focused with other stuff. If not every brewery, no matter what you do, except the Germans, because Germans. And the English, <laughs> not the, the traditional English ones. They don't do hazy's. Oh, well, you'd be surprised. Like, Fuller's have done a hazy IPA. Okay. Um, Timothy Taylor's, they've not done a hazy IPA, but they've done an IPA. You know, and when I saw that, <laughs> I was like, what? And as much as it really damages my soul to say this, but it was not my cup of tea. Like, Landlord is the best beer in the world. For those of you who don't know, Timothy Taylor's Landlord, best beer ever. Get it on cask somewhere in Yorkshire, and your life will be changed. You can also get it on cask in this country, and it is nice, but it is not as nice as from the source. It doesn't travel as well. No, but yeah, it's, I think the, God knows what the next beer trend kind of thing is, but hazy IPA is here
0: to stay. But I get lots of people coming in who ask for, like, more old style IPA. And when they say old style, they they talk about, like, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Like, the um, classic West Coast, the hoppy Mm. ones, the bitter ones. I mean,
2: like, well, it's funny because, like, I had this argument with one of my brewers as well recently because wanted we just did the amazing blaze the classic west coast style IPA, and she'd been uh, she, uh, rice had been asking for ages for us to do something that wasn't hazy so we did that and like so we did one batch of it and it didn't sell as well as... Because you know, we do get requests for this stuff all the time. And it's it, I kind of feel a little bit annoyed. It's like, well, you ask for this. Whenever you people ask and request these things, we do it. Then you don't buy it and you don't want it. So you say you want something else, but you don't. You want Hazy IPA, which is fine. Absolutely fine. And like Risa, uh, uh, she was like complaining, complaining for ages. We did it exactly how she wanted it to be done. And then actor was like, you know what? No, nah, I'm going to sit with
1: amazing haze. Like,
0: <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, the hazy IPAs have not stopped evolving. It's still evolving and it's still changing. And we actually, we discussed this quite a bit now during the trip, but it tends to get too hazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, in fact, if I can, I just remember because it's, in the, it's uh, being chilled, but when we open on the whole hazy IPAs are evolving, I've got one we can open next. Give me two seconds. Oh, no worries.
0: We'll, we'll pause a bit. That was it for episode one of our visit to Stiegberg's Brewery. If you want to see Ollie as well, you can check out our YouTube channel. Otherwise, stay tuned for more tomorrow. And hey, drink better beer.